Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Slightly downscaled Friendship Snake. <laughs> That's a one gunner Kennedy. Before we jump right into this, folks, uh, we're actually going to be changing format a little bit. Um, everyone is feeling a bit fatigued with the two hour uh, format, so we're going to try a one hour format. See uh, see how how everybody likes that, or I think just for our sanity. So honestly, if you don't really like it, I'm fucking sorry, but <laughs> that's what we're going to do for now. So uh, we think maybe we can kind of pack a little more action into the one hour rather than at times kind of grasping for topics and things like that to talk about for two hours. So uh, we'd love to hear some feedback uh, for those that are listening, uh, what you think about the one hour format. Give it a couple episodes, uh, you know, and uh, maybe it'll grow on you or maybe you'll just like it from the start because you'll probably be able to get through an episode through like your commute to work. But uh, anyway, well, not maybe not an hour, but on your way there and back. And if you don't like it, uh, you can uh, fight uh, Trace out in back of the uh, high school. That's true. Poster. And maybe, maybe Tur- just maybe, Gunner, what will tr- what will Trace possibly do to you after he's defeated you? Oh God! Hey, I will put him sick. closer to the microphone. Yeah, I, I, I will do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock swing sets, Gunner. That almost sounded like a drum roll, but it was it was Wade's soda cap. It was just my my soda stream cap. Did you just Gunner, correct, you did you just correct that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you, you 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 just you just made it more specific. No, I, I oh there you are. I hit the mute button with my big fat face when I. That's okay. Just get a little closer to the mic, Gunner. We should be good. Just jam the mic down your throat, Gunner. You guys make things so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember before we started recording and Gunner was perfect volume? <laughs> it really was, yeah. You sounded really good, Gunner. Well, you know, uh, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to yell, but whatevs. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, the uh, oh, what the gotta 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 run the geek gauntlet, a geek gauntlet, if you uh, a geek gauntlet too, <laughs> but. That's like, there's a fucking there's like a fucking episode of Star Trek with uh, the Klingon pain sticks. Thing. I don't know what the, like Worf just tanking it, but just uh, you you uh, walking down the hall, being doused with spit venom all the way through. But I like Worf used to spit on people. Ah, uh, I mean like oh uh, when know. oh dude oh Trace so like Worf, Worf I know dirty. exactly what what uh, Gunner's talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the episode where like. They started to the the crew members started to devolve. Oh gosh! It, um, it was obviously it was a Star Trek Next Generation, <clears throat> but like all the crew members started to devolve, and like Worf turned into like this scary fucking Klingon caveman that could spit venom. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it, if you talk like in the in the terms of gleeking, that's probably the best on screen gleek of all time. Yeah, it sounds like a very dangerous gleek. <coughs> should we explain what gleeking is? Yeah, no, I, th- I think we should. I, th- I think we should leave it vague and just come up with bullshit. Expl- <laughs> each of us comes up with a bullshit explanation, and someone has to figure out which one is the real one. Ooh, that would actually be fun if we. Well, NPR Cardi already does that. Never mind. <laughs> I don't see why you're getting so upset about that, Wade. Uh... <laughs> NPR is not a uh, bad uh, radio program to uh, copy, if I do say so myself. 
Gleeking is weird because for the most part, it's something that would happen accidentally. And here's the here's the really thing interest. Here's the really interesting thing to me. I don't think I've I've accidentally gleeked in over like since I was like fifteen. So you're saying that you have uh, ejectile dysfunction? I guess so. Gleeking it's- by for those that don't know what it is, it's uh it's this weird way of projecting a stream of saliva from like under your tongue like i actually I, I can't i can't do it on command i've done it on accident before like a couple of times in my life but there are people out there who trace i think you might be one of them that can actually that are used to be able to do it like on command well because it was important <laughs> it was very important that you could that you could click i don't really understand how it even became a thing there, there must be some more history behind it but yeah so when you spit on somebody it's disgusting but when you if you'd gleek on them it was just kind of like you showing off it was a different thing and i don't it's really just the same saliva in your mouth if you were to spit on them but since you're shooting it by pressing your tongue down in the bottom of your mouth then for some reason it was a kind of acceptable it was like a cool trick it's almost like curling your tongue it was was a worthless trick that was cool to show off it because it looked like a stream from like a fountain like it wasn't like spitting where you like you just use your lungs and your lips and just project spit or you know phlegm or whatever it was like this like constant well not constant but quasi constant stream of like Really, really thin and fine saliva. It was, it was a weird thing. I was a bit, I was a bit envious. I have, I must admit, I could never gleek, never on purpose. I could have been a contender. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I'll, I do it when I yawn every now and then, but. I like the way Wade describes it. It sounds like, it sounds like you're at the little kitty water park and that big buckets, rocking, and it's about ready to just dump water all over everyone. Do you remember Mr. Buckets? No. Mr. Buckets. Oh, it's a, it was a terrifying children's toy from the 90s. We were a little probably, we were a little old to, to have Mr. Bucket, but it's still to one of this day, one of the creepiest and weirdest, uh, like, Wade, commercials. Wade, why, are you, <laughs> why are you fronting? We, we, the toys we had as kids were like those, the, the, wooden, the wooden wheel with the post that you poked around. Oh, come on. We're not that old. You know, like... <laughs> Saw. We, we played with saws and rocks and wrapped in bags and stuff. I don't know. What a genius businessman. It's like, Potato, Mr. Let's, Potato Head. let's put a smiley face on a bucket. A Mr. Bucket. Balls pop out of my mouth. A Mr. Bucket. <laughs> That's, I'm not fucking with you. That's the fucking... <laughs> if you're listening, YouTube. stop, pause for a second, go to YouTube, and search Mr. Bucket. It's this creepy little fucking bucket talking about balls popping out of his mouth. <laughs> do you remember but yeah gleeking was important it was very important it was like that that and, that and being s- able to successfully pull off a based a, a what? based the, the, the heart punch where you just like swing your fit you like you'd swing your fist out straight like a charlie horse straight no it's like when you thump somebody right in the like chest over their heart so you hear that, like that big thud smack on yourself like it, or someone else? Someone else. I remember. I remember beating beating our chests and trying to make loud noises. Well, it, it, it was like an echo sound, but it only worked a, if you had big lungs. 
Well, that that also might be a Camden thing because that 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 whole school Camden <laughs> is like our that, Camden that is listeners that is uh, and derived from uh, you know that was kind of like Lord of the fucking Flies outfit out there, you know. I mean, does that stuff still happen? Do people still gleek and pound their chest? For well, no I mean, reason? like you, you hear about the knockout game. Well, that was that's a little bit old, but yeah, I mean that's that's or more ch- recent or, than or it's closer ch- than or, we were in or, high school. Or the, ch- or the choking game. That well, being the, said, the choking the game is, is that's the choking games where we were in high school. The first rule of of but choking game around. is you don't talk about choking game. That's true. Um, I remember. Uh, remember when we would control our breathing and pass out? That's like yeah, that's I mean, that's not the choking game, but I remember like games revolving pat getting yourself to pass out. <laughs> I do remember. There were some, there were there were a few. Do people still do that? Like, are there are there a bunch of teenagers right now in a park, just like just like dizzy on the grass because they held their breath? I, I'm, try, why, I'm trying to find current why do you statistics. Think they did it. <laughs> Gunnerbot because because, is because they didn't because, analyzing because they didn't have jewels back then. Yeah, I, I wonder. Now you're va- uh, now you're vape penning in class. I th- right. I think like I wonder. If some of the things that we experience because of our lack of technology and how how much technology has integrated into society, like has changed growing up, like and how like kind of some of the shit that we did and we thought was cool is just not like just really fucking lame now. Like, I don't know. Let gleeking's fucking that's gross. I think like at this point, if someone like were to gleek on someone else. They would probably get in like some big trouble and potentially some fucking like, I don't know. They'd be like some weird like I've been assaulted space. I don't I don't know. I don't mean to sound like the old guy that like our kids are pussies, but like you can't really like the chest punching shit. I think it would land you in suspension. <laughs> is my guess. Like the shit that we used to experience as kids would like get you quasi maybe not expelled, but get you on the road to expulsion. I think kind of pretty. I'm pretty confident in saying that. Uh, there was weird stuff back then, though. It was like, don't you worry sometimes that there will never be another Tony Hawk again? Like he only existed in our <laughs> lifetime. He's like the Elvis of 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 extreme sports. Like yeah, he's I'm... he's the only one that gets to last forever. Well, even, even even Tony Hawk didn't get to be Tony Hawk the second time around. What does that mean? Because he tried to have a comeback and it just did it didn't happen. Remember. Well, cause, so here's the question. Is Tony Hawk a phenomenon because he was Tony Hawk, or is Tony Hawk a phenomenon because of the Tony Hawk games that got him kind of, like, in the the body conscious, aside from, like, the skate the skater crowd? You know, like... Well, hold on. I mean, how many other, how many other famous skateboarders can most people name besides Tony Hawk? Like, he's um, the, he's the one. I mean, is there is there yeah, another game? Bam, is there Marge- a, Bam Margera. Does, but does he have? Did he have a series of games named after him? No, he just had he he, he, he had a he had, he had one. He had, yeah. he, had, he, had a, yeah, he had a series true. of films where yeah, one of his television friends shows was nuts to it to his uh, yeah to his like, leg. I I don't I, I don't I'm not going to argue that Tony Hawk is or Bam Margera is more famous than Tony Hawk. Well, Tony but Hawk like, is more I, marketable. Well, absolutely, but I well because he's fucking like white bread. He's not, you know, he's yeah. he's safe. He's boring. But 
I wonder like how much of that is like kind of skateboard culture. Like I, I think that skateboarding. I don't know how much how popular it is. I want. I don't. I don't. You don't really hear about it in pop culture all that much. I know people are still kind of into it, but I don't think it's. I think it kind of reached its peak in like the early two thousand, early to mid two thousands, right? Yeah. Like there are still X Games on and stuff like that, but it's not nearly as big of a market share like on ESPN. You know, like they still have like the summer and the winter X Games, but I don't know like who the skaters are and I don't know who like the the bikers are, but. Maybe that's the popularity of the sport. Um, BMX, like BMX bike riding. Yeah, well, yeah, BMX. I think pretty sure BMXing is like dead. Like, I don't think anybody actually does any like BMX racing anymore, right? They do like like. I think they still race, but it's it's really. But like, I mean, I remember when you were when you're going to buy a bike, they were all they were all designed to look like BMX racing bikes. That's what was right. crazy. Like. I remember buying. I remember buying a uh, a bicycle, and the spokes had plastic hubcaps, so that it was more aerodynamic. Because yeah, I had. I think that was I the had most, that on my bike. Yeah, because that was I mean, the it's, most it's important. Like those those white moon Olympic, discs. Yeah, it's technically an Olympic sport now. BMX racing. Yes. Jesus. I would expect that because because um, actually because. Uh, a lot of the BMX stuff is in the Olympics now, right? I mean, I know snowboarding is in. Yep. I, yeah. I think, I think yeah. Skate, yeah. Skate, snowboarding skate, is yes. Skateboarding and I think surfing are the only two that are still kind of hanging out in the curb. Well, it's almost like now. Now uh, is like the time of like motocross. I feel like motocross is a bit bigger than like skateboarding and and just regular like like bikes. Yeah, motocross is pretty cool. I don't know if it's cool. I just I think it's pretty it's pretty pop. It's 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 more popular now I feel than it used to be. It's cool. I mean because they go so fucking high. Like I mean, it's like a monster cool. truck that show, cool. you know what I mean? The the yeah. stunts that they do are so I mean, BMX is very dangerous. But like some of those dirt bike tricks, they're so high in the air that if they don't get their landing, they're dead. I mean, it's insanity. Right. No, that's true. That's a good point. It's like the spectacle. It's like they've perfected right. the the daredevil, like the, the combination of sport slash daredevil. Yeah, and so I mean, even I gotta, like the I little... Gotta, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I got I to make one addendum. As of 2020 and the, the Tokyo Summer Olympics, skateboarding is now an Olympic event as well. Uh, like half pipe or like is it some other event or... No, there it's... It, yeah, well, I, I think... That's I, cool. I think that makes sense. Yeah, it's not skateboard. Yeah, it doesn't actually specify what. Uh, well, it's got to be. It's got to be half pipe, right? Yeah. Like that's the most popular, right? It's got to. I guess it's got to be it. I mean, that's what Tony Hawk. I mean, popularized, popularized, if you will. You'd think it was half pipe because that's what it is like for snowboarding. Everyone tunes in for the the half pipes, but with um, like when I'm watching the BMX events on TV. Uh, a lot of them uh, in the skateboarding. A lot of them are there. It's like, it's like a, I don't know what the term for it is for, but there's there's a bunch of different ramps. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, like a course. Yeah, yeah like the mm-hmm. course stuff. Yeah, no, because it could be that for sure. Yeah, because you might be able to come down like super fast on one 
uh, you know, on, on one quarter pipe and then fly up and do a trick over a special spine or something like that and so, then land. So those seem to be, to me, those seem to be the ones that people really like to watch. Half pipe is always cool, but that's more of like a big air thing. So yeah. just as an other addendum, surfing is also becoming an Olympic event as of 2020. You know, in California games, I was playing surfing. It was an Olympic sport to me on what the Atari. Hack, what about what about hacky sack? Hacky sack. <laughs> hacky sack is the fu- is definitely like the epitome of like the California fucking game. I haven't so seen course... somebody playing hacky sack in public <coughs> in so long. When did that long. stop? Yeah, when did that stop? So like, well, you're this, now this goes to the gathering of the juggalos. This is before <laughs> the juggalos, though. I feel like yeah. well, maybe this is right around the emergence of the juggalos, like. For those listeners that were not born, for those listeners born after 1988, 89, well, maybe, yeah, probably 88 or 89, like maybe even a little before that, we used to go into circles. Well, and this is also weird I want to talk about too because I don't, I feel like this was popular for a couple of years and then fell off as well. Like, Hacky sack, which is essentially a bunch of like plastic beads in a small, uh, I don't know, smaller than a baseball type of sack where people just kick it around, get in a circle and kick it around, used to be a thing that burnt that just like burnouts would do. That like over, you look over to Cancer Corner, which that would never fucking exist in today's like age. It didn't exist when we were in high school. That's why you just, you just use a jewel in class, that's all. Right. But like, the kind of the burnouts would just kick this fucking keep this thing in the air essentially like you see soccer players sometimes do it you know just make sure it doesn't touch the ground right just kick keep kicking or heading or whatever it was that except with a fucking with a fabric fucking ball filled with plastic bead things um but for some reason it was wildly popular it got like super popular and like i want to say it's i want to say it's pinnacle was like 1996 or 1997 for myself and, and, and our group of friends, or maybe even five, five between ninety five and ninety seven, like Light was tra- Tracer Brother Light was still in high school, and we were all just play hacky sack. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, it's very similar to juggling a soccer ball, except it's a little bit easier to control because it's like a sack of beads inside a thing. I think most people know what a hacky sack is, but I don't think most. I don't. I think most people like would kick it once and stop playing. Like I don't think people actually get good at it. And like you know, like I, I've been been to the like the New York the New York State Fair, and like I, it wasn't that long ago they were still selling hacky sacks. Like you could go to the the flea market and you could just buy a hacky sack. I think they realized that they don't sell and now they sell something else, maybe a fidget spinner or something. But the whole, yeah, that. They they still sell. I think I think I even have some, but my kids have never played with them. Like they'll just throw one at each other. They don't actually try kicking it. Gunner, did you use the hacky sack? I I I did. I wasn't actually particularly good at it, but no, I wasn't very good at it either. You know, it was like one of those things again. Like you kind of wish you were good at it, but I I wasn't very good at it. I don't know what it was. You know what? I was a part only, of it. I was only good at one thing in high school, and that was pissing off Mr. Astrocam. Do you know that that has a proper yeah, name? Yeah, he, he, he really fucking did not like you. What's that? Do you know Hagisack has a proper name? What's it called? I had to look it up. It's called a footbag. A footbag? Yeah, Hagisack's actually a brand name. Oh, yeah. okay. 
a whammo. Yeah. Yeah, how crazy is that? Well, like, at their pinnacle, like, they were kind of expensive. Well, I mean, like, because people would, people would pay it. And, like, you know, you had, you had to have a cool, you had to have a cool looking one. Especially if it had, especially if it was, like, totally a Rasta kind of inspired thing. Because, you know. Yeah, I remember the Rasta colored one. It was, like, it was expensive. I don't know how expensive it was. I just knew that, like, I couldn't afford one ever. Yeah, it's funny because the first picture on Wikipedia shows like a little soccer ball looking foot bag. And you're like, well, if I were to draw a foot bag, it probably would look like a little soccer ball. But when you scroll down, yeah, you get to see the colorful one. Yeah, I, hacky sack. God. Crocheted foot bag is what it's called. The foot bag almost sounds like an insult. Wade, you're a fucking foot bag. You're fucking fucking foot bag. Well, and like, oh god, like you you wanted the crocheted the crocheted one because like the leather ones, those were shit. Yeah, yeah, those the leather the leather ones were only good for juggling, right? But those crocheted ones, you know what I do? I popped some beads out of them. Oh, wait, yeah? wait, do you remember crushing them in the doorway, trying to soften them up? Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 I do. Yeah, because you once you like when you got a new one. You had to like break it the fuck in mm-hmm. because otherwise it just bounced like shit. It wouldn't like the impact of a hacky sack. You don't want to just pop off at the first contact of your foot. You want your foot and you also don't want it to just sit and wrap around your foot, but you want your foot to be able to kind of guide it a little bit. Not like a ton that you don't want to like because it's boring, but like a new hacky sack without fucking breaking in. That's the worst. You know, with all the people, with all the idiots that collected Beanie Babies in the 90s, wouldn't it be funny if we started a company? Nobody would buy them because nobody cares about hacky sacks. But wouldn't it be sweet if we made a company that just recycled Beanie Babies and we just, like, hacked them apart in really grotesque ways and then sewed them back together and sold them as hacky sacks? It probably wouldn't sell, but it would be fun to kick them around. You could probably kick around a Beanie Baby, just straight up kick it around like a hacky sack. And that should work great. I don't know, I think the whole point of hacky sack was a way to kind of just socialize with your friends. Like it's like everyone's hanging out, we're all kind of doing the same thing. Well, you know, it's it's a, it's a cheap it's 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 a it's a pole, it's a pole person sport, you know? I mean like you don't you don't need money, you don't need a lot of fancy gear. You know, it's just it's kind true. of like something something you can carry you always can carry on you and just throw it in your pocket. That's what but I liked a, about it, the portability of it. Well, I just like that it brought everybody together. Like everyone yeah, was there true. to just hang out, shoot the shit, tell some stories, mm-hmm. but probably you know not, nothing too probably intense because you're you're trying to keep the sack there. But it was just a an easier way than it was an easy way to socialize without like sitting in a fucking room and just staring at each other talking, right? Like it was just a, kind of an easier way I think to like to socialize. Never knew any girls that really played hacky sack though, now that I'm thinking about it. No, not that too many girls. Much a, that was pretty much a guy thing. The girls that would play and I'm sorry if I'm insulting any girls out there that are good at hacky sack, you're you're really um you're so rare. I would like to meet you if you're good at hacky sack and you're female. Um but yeah, the um, they'd come in and they'd just kick it with their toe and then they'd leave because they're pissed. Like they wouldn't play. But that's the other thing is that if you're in a circle, maybe that's maybe it's part of the appeal too, Wade. All you had to do is just kind of tap it with your foot, and then the next person could recover it for you, and you kind of felt like you're playing a game. It's kind of like playing volleyball. You're the only person that sucks, 
as long as you kind of get it to somebody else, you keep yeah. playing. Yeah, that, there wasn't too much pressure. There was, like, just enough pressure. Like, you, you just wanted to be just good enough to be able to pass it off onto the next person. Almost like a game of hot potato. But, like, there's that pressure that, like, don't be the one, to, don't be the last one to fuck it up. Do you remember playing three-hack slap? Yes, yeah, I remember that. That was a much more aggressive game of hacky sack. Gunner, did you ever play three-hack slap? Uh, always. I didn't play with nice people. <laughs> Who did you hacky sack with, Gunner? Oh, fuck, I can't even remember now. Um, I mean, it was Barlow. It was Barlow's crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they played three-hack sack. Three-hack slap was fun. Because the first time somebody kicked it, you weren't scared. And the second time somebody kicked it, you weren't scared. But then the third time that somebody kicked it, everybody just fucking ran. And it's a cool concept because the idea is is that everyone sucks so bad, kicking it three times is actually rare. It's essentially the uh, a more violent and opposite game of musical chairs. <laughs> Musical chairs. Well, yeah, because everyone's kind of got to be in the center until after yeah. the third, like, hit, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, nobody knows exactly. Maybe if you had great control, you know where that third hit was going to go. But, like, no one knew who was going to get the third hit. So What I liked is, like, you didn't have to hit it after the third. So, like, if if it was you and you hit it a third time, you were, you were the third hit. And it was it was really three three people hitting it slap right it wasn't necessarily three kicks it was three people hitting it and then slap and right am i right did did, if somebody kicked it twice did that count as two you can't kick to yourself in three hack slap you can't kick to yourself ever no you can well i guess you can but like you're not you're supposed to kind of like share the wealth a little bit three hack slap i don't think i think it was three separate people had to touch it right or it had to like it had to go back and forth like i could kick it you could kick it then i could kick it maybe yes yeah but uh you couldn't couldn't kick to yourself on the third one but what i loved what i loved about it was is on that third hit if you didn't if you decide you don't want to slap it you could just kind of kick it a couple more times and then get your aim and if you were really good you could like kick it up in the air towards someone and then jump up and spike it. But what I loved about the game was anyone could spike it. So if you hit it a third time, I could jump in and slap it against you and get you out when you were the third kick. I thought the person that kicked it the third time had to spike it. No, no, because there's oh. there's essentially no difference between a pass and a kick. And you have to hit it with your hand. So uh, it was it was fair game. That third hit was fair game. You could just you could just you could just love tap it into Gunner's face. It's true. I I unfortunately have the depth perception of a block of tofu. So if it, I I I would I would like even if my legs could keep it in the air, my hands would not meet it on a regular basis. And that is only I, a um, time. I. Girls used, I, to say, I think like, girls used to say they throw like a gunner. <laughs> oh, gunner. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so mean. That's what you get for inviting a footbag to the game. <laughs> I I uh, I think like it's just kids now have better ways to socialize. Like Pokemon they have Go cell phones. Way 
Yeah, like poke like well <laughs> let, let's be serious. Like eat shit eat shit croquet crochet beanbag. <laughs> I gotta go get me a I gotta go get me a fucking legendary or a I mean that's a that's a pretty good fucking point. I would if you told fucking you know eleven, ten, twelve year old me, like, do you wanna kick a fucking do you wanna play hacky sack or would you and your friends rather want to play Pokemon Go? I I'm confident I would have picked Pokemon Go. Hey, hey, like, we can go play Magic. Oh, no, you can't because it costs too much for a fucking adult to play it at this point. Never mind the fucking kid trying to get through uh, high school. I wouldn't mind playing games like Magic or any of those card games if I didn't have to know how to play them. And I guess that could be said for almost any game. Hold but on. I wouldn't mind doing this thing if I didn't, it didn't require me to know how to do it. Well, I mean, a lot, but a lot of games you don't, right? If you've, never played, if you've never played Monopoly before, somebody can give you like a five-second summary on it, and you can kind of make your way through. Somebody who's played Monopoly before is going to crush you because they're going to know to spend money on you know, the certain hotels and the utilities and all of that shit. But you could still sit down and play. I feel like with games like like Magic, you have to know a lot more about them in order to be able to play. I've never played them though, so I could be way off. Maybe it well, does have a, a a good learning curve. Well, so so the way the learning the way the learning curve in Magic works is that ninety um, percent of the people who play it can't play it. Okay. Five like maybe five to eight percent are like actual high level players. And all the rest of the high level players, um, it's really more just learning how to fucking cheat properly. It's what, but it it, it kind of gets weird because like it, there's this weird overlap that um, when you when you get super serious into like magic, at least at the pro level, you end up playing professional poker anyways because it, it it's kind it's kind it's kind of dumb, but it, effectively it's the same. It's it, there's there's overlapping skill sets because it's kind of like knowing 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 the probabilities of how cards are going out, reading people's plays. That yeah, kind of knowing stuff. how many cards like your competitor has, knowing like what you've already seen, what, what, what their you know, what their the, what their option what their option space is. Yeah, like, like what their limits are to it. But that's like that's like really really high level stuff. Like what Trace is talking about is honestly Trace like magic. Um, I'm not. I, I don't have a ton of patience for like rules but magic is kind of enjoyable because it is you have to learn a little bit but for the most part you you could pretty much get it the only the only thing that gets confusing at times are like the abilities like and the abilities do make sense most of the time like if it's a flying unit you know if there's a ground unit it can just fly it, it can avoid the ground unit and attack you as a player you know and and, and affect your your player points as opposed to attacking you know another unit but like i think like for the most part eh, a 20 minute crash course and then like two or three games played you'd probably have you'd probably get the hang of it have you played Wade? i have played yep i have played magic absolutely do you um, like I'm it i'm not very good at it um it's a weird thing because i only had people to play with that were really 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 into it yeah and so that's like a problem like because I feel like it's a game that if a lot of people were into, you could kind of there'd be like tiers mm-hmm. of like talent. Right. right. You might be able to like get into it a little bit more. I had like a goblin grenade deck uh 
or really just a goblin deck, which it was very cheap. You know what I mean? Like it didn't cost too much money to like build that deck because they were all pretty common cards. And you know, most of the time I lost because it's a fucking goblin deck. But you know, because I played against people that were like pretty good. You know what I mean? Like and, and had a bunch of different cards. Just goblin harder. Yeah, exactly. But I I did play Magic for a little bit there. Um, I dabbled in it. You know, I played some games. I had, I had fun with it, and it's kind of a cool concept for the, especially from the collecting point of view. But it is kind of like, uh, you know, he who has the the best cards typically wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, 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 what is it? Because there, there's effect. There's effectively what the, the, the way it works out in at least Magic. And it kind of works out to a lot of games. There's there's an analogous structure in a lot of games, but there's what they call a spike, which is somebody who's super competitive and does the math and does the cost optimization and stuff like you know like they're in it to win. They're right. the super serious one. There's what they call the Timmy, who is you know like little Timmy, but they're just there's somebody who's playing to have fun. And then there's what then there's one they, what they call the Lothar, who is the person who's super. Who is having fun, but is super serious into the nature of what you know, like kind of like they do it for flavor. So it's right. like here, I build, I build, I'm building this thing based on a theme because I want this, I want this to work. Like I, I'm, it, you know, like t, t, you know, like what is it? The, 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 the analogous is is like like a spike will figure out the actual like action cost optimization pattern in a game. Um, Timmy will be like, I got this bitch and mon- I got this bitch and monster that's coming out, and Lothar is like, Forsooth, you have you have fought you have battled me well, but the day is mine for I I, I pull out a white eyes blue dragon or so you know you know it, wrong game but you know it, it's like, and I've kind of I've kind of sat in all three I've kind of been in all three roles at the same time because like I used to there was one that like it was. Just, it was not fun playing other people who were not spikes because that is like high state. You know, like you're not doing money, but like it's that same fucking energy as like high stakes poker. Where in then there's ones like this deck is massive jank, and it's like yeah, but it's fun because it's just this is silly to see this happen. And then like other, you know, it's it's it kind of gets it kind of it's kind of weird how that structure breaks out into threes in general. Because it's kind of like, I'm having fun by watching you lose. I'm having fun whether I lose, and I'm having fun by just playing. Yeah, I think that's that's actually pretty pretty good. Um, a point that you kind of bring up because like poker can kind of break into those three categories as well. Yeah, if you got the fucker that like takes it so goddamn seriously with the numbers and like the crunching. And you got the person that kind of, you know, I just want to be there. I just want to gamble a little bit. I just want a little bit of excitement. And then you've got, like, the fucking, like, the guy that's, like, obsessed with the scene. Yeah. You know? And just, like, wants to look like the part but doesn't actually care too much to put in, like, the mental effort as far as counting some of the cards and, and, and calculating some of the, uh, some of the um, uh, odds, essentially. But what games did you, what games like were you into, Trace? Like 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 what were some of the games that you played that like you were into aside from Hacky Sack anyway? <clears throat> You're talking about back in those days? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so, then you brought up magic and you said were, you never got into it. Yeah, those were weird days because um I feel like the I feel like the nineties was a time of 
um, long-lived fads. Like today, it, the fidget spinner comes and goes within the course of six months, right? And now nobody really cares about them. But they were huge when they first came out. That's going to take somebody's hands be- off, though. What's that? It's going to explode and take somebody's fingers off, though, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you have that, <clears throat> like the extreme sides of it. But the um, like with but with the fidget spinner because because now everything is internet viral, that the moment that it becomes popular, it's it's very it hits its saturation point very quickly. Back then, it was a little bit different. Like, do you remember the aerobi? Yeah, like the like the it was the the fucking the disc that was essentially just a ring. Yeah, that just went forever. Yeah, it, the idea was is that it was a frisbee that could go a quarter mile, but. And it was the coolest thing. Like, everyone needed to have one. But first of all, if you're throwing something a quarter mile, it's got to be, like, super aerodynamic, pretty hard, very thin. I mean, that's a fucking crazy thing to just hurl a quarter mile. But what's even stranger is, if you're shooting something a fucking quarter mile, what are the chances of it getting anywhere close to the target? So you didn't really end up throwing the aerobi back and forth to its maximum distance because the amount of effort it would take to throw it its maximum distance you'd lose the accuracy so it was really a shitty frisbee that went way too far but it's such a cool concept a lot of aerodynamic concepts back then because for some reason in the 90s aerodynamics was like the future now we just gave up on it and everything kind of went back to looking classic but aerodynamics was such an important thing um, but yeah, I remember, I remember like it was a big deal to play with an aerobie, but I don't ever remember actually playing with them. It, they just would get lost in the fucking trees because these things would fly so far and the person was nowhere near to catch it. It would just end up in the fucking trees. Um, I was fortunate enough that, um, my family played chess. I remember chess being important to my life back then. Yeah. Chess is a tough one. I just. Fuck, man. Hats off to you for the patience in chess. It, I just lack the patience. Well, the problem with chess, I feel, is it's similar to what Gunner was talking about. With You and Gunner were talking about with Magic. Somebody who's just playing chess casually is going to have a fun time if they're playing against somebody else that's casual. But if you're really good at the game, you're going to take somebody out so quickly and it's going to make them feel terrible and they're not going to want to play again. So you kind of have to be evenly matched against somebody with your similar skill set. But a game like that where it's it's all about planning your moves and planning like planning a strong offense and a defense at the same time, there's no limit to how many moves you can plan ahead. So you're almost rewarded for being like like this over-analytical brain, right? Because well, sure. you could have seen every single move coming. You could have seen every combination coming. So... Chess was a tough one because most of the people that I played against had been playing for so long that they that they knew a whole bunch of things to look out for on the board, and I would usually get beat. So I didn't love playing chess unless I was teaching somebody else because when I was teaching them, then I could win whenever I wanted to. <laughs> it was a really strange um, thing with chess. Interestingly enough, though, I never played checkers growing up. Gunnar, you strike me as a chess man. I I never could get my brain in the right frame of mind to play it, which is weird. I wonder. Because... I wonder if it's just. Did you just not have the like, like you had probably the ability, but it just did. It just like 
you couldn't stay focused on it for for all that long. I mean, like that—that's part of it. You know, I mean, like Ken Ken was always a big chess player, like chess player. But you know that, and like I don't. How would you put it? Like it's one of those things where it's just like, it's inter. Like I always, I always enjoyed it from the perspective of like it's interesting to see physical demonstrations of how other people's brains are just different than mine. Yeah. You know, like, because, you know, like, and I don't know how much of it is, like, you know, because, like, Ken used to, as much as we joke about his ADD or something like that, like, it's, you know, it's also a cultural thing. Like, you, you, you like, um, if you're, you know, like, and I, I wonder, like, just, like, you see, you know, like, the, the whole Korean StarCraft thing. Yeah, but if is it just is it just because of the prevalence of strategy game like the, the the concept of the strategy board game, is it just like you know like it like you know you talk about hacky sack or stuff like that it, it, like how much of it how much of that like skill set is evolved over time, because of the environment that you grew up in, like, um, you know like. Can like playing chess, but I think he liked playing chess because he was really good at StarCraft. Yeah, like that's like, and Ken's a great example. Like, I enjoyed to play, I liked playing StarCraft casually, um, but I fucking hated playing against Ken because he was Spike essentially. He had it down to a fucking science, mm-hmm. and he was gonna bring it to a level that I just had no interest in achieving. You know what I mean? But it just it wasn't fun getting your ass kicked in. You know, like like Ken would kick your ass in. I mean, well, it, but but also like it was, and it was funny because we would try we would try and get him out of that space, and he just wasn't really into it. And for for re- I mean, like for real, like you know, we talk about that, and as we talk shit, and he's not here, like, um, I used to think it was kind of bullshit, but if it was a two D strategy game, he was all over it. But if he tried to do three D stuff, he was not fucking having it. Like, huh. we had, um, there was one, uh, you know, not that there's a prevalence of them, but, um, Sierra, Sierra Software had a game called, um, Homeworld, which was, like, a, basically, it was a space fleet real-time strategy game. You had to go out and mine asteroids, stuff like that, build ships. But you had hyperspace jumps and everything like that. But you could, you it was, it was, it was like the it is the wrath of Khan thing, where like Khan is this tactical genius, but he just thinks he thinks like it's a chessboard instead of there's three dimensions that you can play here, like you know, like a- actual angles of fire stuff like that. So like you you could you could like try and set up attack maneuvers and stuff like that coming from different vectors and. But yeah, he wasn't he wasn't having any of that. But you go to StarCraft and he's fucking he's back down again. Oh, it was just the worst. Like I you talked like when you bring up Ken, StarCraft is one of the th- first things I think of, which is probably not good because it's never a good fucking memory. It's just like getting this shit kicked. And it's the same with chess. Like whenever I play chess against anybody that like was was Ben was it Ben Clodesy that was really good at chess, yeah, Trace? Yeah. God, I fucking hated playing against him. He would just kick my ass yeah, all would. the time. And that's that, that was one of the examples. Like I said, usually when I played, I played against people that were better. Um, any of his family members fall, fell into that category, and it's because their father trained them on 
on chess, on poker at a very young age. And I, I actually loved hanging out with those guys because they'd expose me to those things. Not that I, I'm not that I'm playing chess now, right? But that I, I really enjoyed the competitive exposure that that family gave me. But unfortunately, they were ruthless. The father had a <laughs> they fucking they were, were ruthless. Man. The father had a mentality was, um, if you let somebody win, they'll never learn how to beat you. But and I kind of agree. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I can I understand that like that mindset. But I remember just getting bodied so badly. I, I remember just crying. Like, I remember crying because no I matter remember, what I did, I could not beat them. I, I remember being very frustrated and wanting to be like on the verge of wanting to be violent. But like it was just like I've gotten beaten so bad. There's nothing for me to learn here. Like like every time I lost, I lost so badly. That there was no lesson to fucking learn. There was nothing to salvage from it. The ass whooping was so epic that I couldn't like. There was nothing I could I could take from the wreckage. It just fucking vaporized. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I think like one of the one, I, again, you know, you try and derive useful information. Um, one of the things I the biggest things that I learned from uh, StarCraft and like just playing chess with Ken is that like I don't evaluate. You know, like, I don't, I don't, well, I had to spend a lot of time, I, like, up until that point, I didn't evaluate, like, end scenarios correctly very well, because, like, there'd be games where we'd have multiplayer, like, StarCraft games, and he's done, like, he's fucking wiped, but, like, you know, it's like, you're just, he would win because you'd, like, he just, he, he could just wait you out, and it wasn't even intentional, like you got bored, like or you like you're like, or it's like fuck. I like you know everything's wrong. There's no way that I can recover from this. And it's like, you know, I only had like two people left, right? Like, or you know, like, you know, like we'd have our multiplayer games, and it, like Greg was kind of infamous for just like he would he he would he would rage quit. Yeah. And I don't blame. I can't say I blame him. <laughs> well, no, but, but the thing was, but the thing all. was, is that he was rage quitting over something that wasn't even like. But well, there's a good there's a good instance there, like because the fact is, is that I guarantee that maybe he might have been able to win, but he had taken so many ass whoopings before that yeah. that he had like no confidence that he would ever he would ever beat him. Well, mm-hmm. and, and and actually, this this is an important thing because which is that like. The the important lesson to kind of derive from that is that you you can win you can win just by like the other person deciding not to not to tr- not to try it you know like fake it till you make it it's like yeah half half, half the time half the time it's like winning is not winning is uh, winning is not a clear objective a lot of the time it's just like the other the other per- the other person has just kind of decided that they're not going to do it. That's a good point. I've I've felt like that myself when I played chess with the Kolodzis and when I played StarCraft against Ken. Do you remember? Just, uh, I, do you remember the video game Worms? Yep. Yeah, dude. Worms is it? Worms is uh, they're they're still making those titles, um, and I believe that it's a pretty much similar premise, which essentially was like like what bananas, right? Was that what it, or gorillas? Was that what the uh, Oh, the man. old like yeah, because that's what the premise was essentially, right? Like, yeah. So, Gorillas is a very specific reference because Gorillas was a game 
that came with, I think, DOS for a while. And it was written in QBasic, I believe. And with with that, that Bananas or Gorillas game, yeah, you just launch an exploding banana at your opponent and you hope to blow them up. It's essentially a guess the trajectory type of game. I guess, right? Like I, you I believe, take an angle and throw it with a certain amount of force. I believe the more popular game was Scorched Earth. And this is one Gunner would probably know. Scorched Earth. It, it was from 91. It was a DOS game. And it was the same thing you're talking about, Wade, where you it was a guess the trajectory thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, Worms was awesome. Um, what what I remember about Worms was there was a certain weapon that you could use. You were kind of like Spider Man. Oh, the uh, grappling hook. Yeah, and you could just grappling hook all over the freaking stage, where normally you'd be kind of stuck in one area. If you use that grappling hook properly, it's like as long as you didn't touch the ground, you could just keep grappling around, and you could kind of move around the stage. But uh, I. I have fond memories of that game. That game seemed like if you got lucky, you could win. Like, it, skill wasn't the only thing that determined the outcome. But uh, I spent a lot of time playing Atari games as well back then. And Atari games were weird because most of them were just single player. And the ones that were, like, you against the other person were so, so, so basic. Like, do you remember the original Battle Tanks for Atari? Yes, absolutely. Like... You would, like, send a pixel across the screen, but you could only move, like, at a very, very, very slow pace to get out of the way of that pixel. <laughs> so it's, like, almost a guaranteed hit. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Man, was were there other... Was it just battle tanks, or were there other, like... Were there helicopters and shit, too? I believe there was multiple games in the same game, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, I am thinking about the same one, then. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know if it was called Battle Tanks, but you know the one that I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I do wonder, like... Ah, man. Those... It, was called com- get... it was called Combat. Combat, that's yeah. it, that's it, that's it. It was yeah. called Combat, yeah, and you could be a bunch of different things, and the the, the tanks were the one that, that that comes to my memory, and they had almost like, it almost looked like, like a soccer field set up, and you had to go around the barriers. But I spent a lot of time playing those, too, um, in in the 90s. A lot of time um, playing playing those very simple uh, games before they had have what they have today. So that's what I spent most of my time. What, what did you used to play? Uh, Gunner or Wade? I, I just I just came back from the bathroom because you know um, I don't, I don't, you know Gunner I, I nobody would have known I didn't want to <laughs> no. I didn't want to announce my piss sojourn um well no I, so yeah I didn't really have a lot of multiplayer like I didn't have I, like we didn't have a lot of social games on the, the on the console. I used to love playing. Uh, I didn't really get into that till I got my first uh, until I built my first computer. Crazy Eights. Did you ever play that card game? I never played Crazy Eights, but I used to play Uno. Yeah, same fucking game. I assumed it was probably similar. Yeah, it's the same game, except there's only one wild, and it's eight. But, um, yeah, I, I, a lot of those, like, simple um, simple games you could kind of play with the family. Man, you could really piss people off in Uno. I guess you can piss anybody off in any type of stra- any type of game where you can have, like, a strategy. Like, I loved Checkers. My grandfather and I would play a lot of Checkers, mm-hmm. but... Um, after a while, you kind of figured out, like, there are only so many. It's like a big tic-tac-toe, essentially. There are only so many 
outcomes, right? Like it it, it got it got to the point where like I would I did get better at checkers, and then we just we wouldn't beat each other. We would just be like we'd have kings on the board, and then you know just moving back and forth, back and forth. Did you know in Uno, you're not allowed to use a draw four unless it's your only option. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Um, Uno actually had to make a public announcement on it because it started off as one of those like Facebook rumors. Too many families breaking up because of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like people are pissed because it's a whole bunch of matches that um, that were won, quote unquote, against the rules. But uh, it's funny that how many people never read the rule book and just played however they wanted to and i kind of like that like i like uno where you can stack up all the wild cards and just fuck somebody over i definitely like um as long as they're not too they don't deviate too far from how the game was intended to be played i i think house rules can make kind of for interesting scenarios in in in, in most like competitive games yeah, you get like the skips. It's like skip, draw four, skip, draw four. Like you can just stack up. You could stack up the power cards. You can fuck game. somebody's world up in you, Uno. You really can. No doubt. Gunner, like, did your family play any games? Well, I mean, like we we had Strategio and Risk, and Strategio ended up with a knife a knife fight more more than once. So. Oh, Risk is man. Risk, I've, I've Risk is a is one. Whew, yeah, that's a. That's a dangerous game to play with with people that you hope to know or enjoy. I've your never entire I've life never with. played Risk. I, I've definitely gotten like really upset playing Monopoly before. I've never played Risk. How does it compare? So Risk is essentially Gunnar, You probably can describe it better than I can. It's a board game. Um, well, it's a game of global domination, yes. but <laughs> it's like a board game, um, and you have like armies. And you you essentially you fight with dice, and the more armies you have, the more dice you're allowed to use. Okay. There are certain rules, like a hard like a hard six, like so. Let's say uh, you've built up your armies, and, and they can only move from from like one territory to another. So let's say that you've got, and it's the world. The it's 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 the it's planet Earth. Essentially, is is what like the entire map is, the entire board is. So let's say like you've built up your forces, and you're in—I uh, mean, shit. Think of World War Two. Think about the Nazis about to take fucking Britain, like about to take fucking England, right? Yeah. But if if England even only has one soldier in lonely old England, if that if you are rolling the dice and you get lucky enough to roll a six. You win the fucking battle regardless. Like it doesn't, and like little fucking rules like that could drive. Pe- but it's a rule, and it has to be that way because otherwise it's not really fun. Otherwise you're, you know, you're rolling fucking three dice against one, and it sucks. But it's essentially about like strategy and like where you send your armies and how many play up to how many players can you play as Gunner? I don't remember. I think it was six, eight. That maybe? sounds about right. I wanted to say it was either six or seven. So it's this game, and if you had, like, a bunch of people, it's essentially, like, at one point, someone's going to have to fuck someone over. Like, because the, the point of the game is for you to to move and obtain territories. So at some point, like, you know, if the three of us are playing, at some point, uh, either I'm going to fucking go against Trace, or I'm going to go against Gunner, or me and Trace are going to make some, like, little fucking, like, unspoken agreement that we're just gonna go fucking go after gunner but like 
even when that's done, <laughs> just like in World War II, like with Hitler and fucking Russia, <laughs> one of us is going to fuck the other one over, and we're going to have to battle it out between each other. Man, that sounds like fun. I want to play that with you guys. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's got to be an online Risk game. The, the, the game's title is actually Parker Brothers Continental Risk Game. Really? Yeah. But huh. it just has risk in big letters, so that's the only thing people are going to say. But yeah, that's an interesting... I never realized... I mean, I never played, so I didn't realize that you're playing on a map like you do. I want to play that against you guys, even if it makes me cry. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'll, give you some, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> I just want this shit talk to happen. I just, I just want... <laughs> We should get we should get a we should get a bunch of people to play. I mean, there's got to be like a like a cheapy Cheezo risk game online, right? Sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun. Oh no! Oh, what have I clicked? I don't know. I that Pogo shit. There's like a risk free risk online Pogo.com. I don't know. I've heard that Pogo. I, I, I fear, like, for, like, the malware that will be infecting my computer with it. Yeah, Pogo's one of those ones where they, they let you play for free for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then they're like, fucking, give us your money or your information. Fucking A. Pogo. Risk, man. Yeah, we got we to gotta get some risk going on. In fact, I bet you if we get... I bet you that I don't know how much how, if that would make for good podcast fodder. Maybe the highlights of a risk game because someone's getting called a cocksucker. There's like <laughs> that's happening. I'm telling you what you laugh, but it gets pretty intense. Somebody gets Gunner. What's the most? What's the most Gunner like intense memory of risk you have? Well, no, I mean like for for real. It's my brother getting a butter knife and trying to stab me. Really? Do you remember why? He, he just, tried to stab just, you. Like, what just, move did just, you make? He just got mad. What is it? Was it a culmination? It was. It was. Of, it was. It was just overclassed. Like I don't know. Like it. Just, I. I don't know what triggered it. There was probably other shit at the time, but yeah, just he. One thing led to another, and then uh, then the butter knife came out, and then I laughed at him when he tried to stab him with a butter knife, which just made him even angrier, and. As I talk about, as I talk about, as I talk about in-house, in-house stuff outside, but I, uh, this is like way back when I was living in Buffalo, we played this big ass game of risk and we were drinking and, um, pretty sure, uh, that like, I, (laughs) it was just one of those like temporary breakups, like you broke it up for the night, but like (laughs) the girl I was dating at the time. Ooh, you know, I'm not gonna name or whatever because that's weird. But like, pretty sure like that night we 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 quasi broke up because of uh, like an argument that started in risk. There was plenty of other like background information and like background stuff happening at that point. But risk was the fucking like was the, was the the slight push to fucking throw it over the edge. Yeah, I think if um if I ever get a divorce, it will be as a direct <laughs> result of a board game with my wife. She's the worst. I, maybe I am too. Maybe everyone just gloats when they win. But, uh, yeah, she's the worst. I remember she used to take pictures of our scoreboards to save them so she could... I don't even know what she did with them. She probably will bring them out, like, in five years from now just to remind me <laughs> how bad she kicked my ass in, 
in whatever Uno or whatever game we were playing. How ineffectual you were, like how, yeah. how, how worthless you could feel. It's games like that that don't require this crazy excessive amount of IQ or some crazy excessive amount of physical ac- acumen. It's it's games Acumen X Acumen Studios. It's, <laughs> it's, when I think about it's, you, I'm it's games. Oh god, it's games like that though that bring out I like the true cocksucker in everyone. <laughs> it's that baseline competitive nature where you're like it doesn't matter in the real world how much how how bigger or stronger or smarter this fucker is. This is a level playing field and if I play this shit right and I act like a real piece of shit, I can take these motherfuckers for everything. <laughs> I'm telling you. Board games are amazing. Like like games that like that, like games that with a little bit of chance and a little bit of strategy mixed in. I'm telling you. Nothing better. Good way to get divorced too, though, and break up with your significant other. Did I mention that Sean and I do not play competitive games against each other? Oh. <laughs> Just like it, it's it's amazing where you know, but, but it's like here's the thing: is that people who are like that are not the best players More that are like what like that, that, that have that just you're saying the cocky thing. ones actually don't have skill they they're just cocky is that what you're saying no i mean like you know because wade's like, breathing you know, louder like, than you're talking by the way yeah because well, i'm away from the microphone because i'm looking at porn out here um <laughs> <laughs> go away baton so because it's like um you know, back in high, you know, back in back in the day, it's like because we when, we when I used to like play Kessler and things. <laughs> and you're you're doing so much name dropping. Just keep going. Just keep I love going. it. <laughs> well, no, because like you know, but it's that it's just that difference because you know, like he was he he was very he was very competitive too. Like oh, win, yeah. winning, winning was a big thing. It's all he had, but. <laughs> You know, like one of one of one of one of our other friends was like, or kind of associate, uh, acquaintance. Just drop it. No, they, it, you, know, you don't know who's, but um, oh, okay. They they um, they were actually like, uh, perfect. Like they they did it is like they won they won money playing the game. Like they were actually a not a quote unquote a professional, but like they were, they did it in a competitive thing, and it wasn't anywhere near as like fucking you know do the do the dance put you in the finger and you talk about they're like you know what trace is talking about like how complicated there is like i put together an immensely subpar average deck but watching him play mike it was like mike had you know mike had it kitted out and everything like that but it was just just the the difference in skill level was amazingly apparent and just the amount of investment that was, you know, because like, hey, we're playing a game, it's ever good, we're doing a thing, but yeah, because like, and the thing was is that if I had, if I had, if you gave us the same tools, you saw three, you know, and again, like there's the luck of the draw and everything else, but you had three different people play this one person with the same effective, with the same effective toolkit, and the difference in skill between all three of, like all three of these play people versus the other person 
was just fucking night and day. It was it was illuminating, because the thing was is that it, it showed that you know because the part of the problem too is like understanding and being able to do something is something completely different. Because like I could, I could put the stuff. I I like I had a fundamental understanding. I could put together like an actual like, no, this works out. But if I tried to, if I tried to like be the captain of that ship, I was fucked. And it's kind of still to that, you know, it's still a, it's still kind of in that situation to this day, but you're out of your element, it, you're out of your element, Donnie. You're out of your element. It, it is interesting <laughs> how a simple game of, like, Risk or Magic or... Magic's not quite that simple, but Risk is pretty simple. But, but like, how, how the di- people play it differently, you can create a complete psychological fucking profile of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's I like find fucking it very funny. Lord of the Flies just happens with one board game. Yeah, it's like you play, and then after you're done playing, it's like you could play Strangers, but it could be like, this person's car looks like they live in it. And this person, <laughs> this person has to take a shower every 30 minutes. Like, it's it's just funny how the little things you can kind of, like, probably pick out from people just in their play styles. That's funny. It is. And with that, we are over an hour, guys. We are. We didn't even get any of the current events in. No, we just talked about... We just talked. We just talked. <laughs> that's it. That's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it was I think fun. It's kept, I think it's probably what we needed for uh, for right now. Um, but with that, uh, that's our going to be our new format, probably moving forward, um, unless we get some radical changes or something changes, you know, drastically. Or, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll at some point we're like, ah, eh, we'll, we'll stretch it a little longer, or maybe we'll even do it a little shorter. But we're kind of just going to want to. We all, we all want to kind of be able to contribute a bit here. Um, and at times, I think it was stretching out a little bit to some of the topics that we had. You know, people might not. One of the three of us knew nothing about it, and so they sat in silence for a while. So, we're gonna try and fix that issue with that. I probably gave away a little too much personal information about the podcast, or, uh, but or, uh, or, or, or uh, I get bored and start looking at porn, and Gunner just starts looking at porno. It's a new thing, though. Um, <laughs> by two, what kind of porno? By two hours, this, does that mean there's he's ejaculated? There's, there's, oh, there's, multiple times. There's a, there's a lot of D. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of what? There's a lot of D. I'm not gonna. Lie. Fair enough. Okay. Well, at least you know that what you're into is what you're into. Everyone's different strokes for different folks. But anyways, with that, um, <laughs> just okay. Just fair just enough. the letter D, like like the letter D, like having intercourse with the letter C. No, it's just the letter D uh, in, in in awkward situations. Are you in a? Are you in the like a different room? You're so fucking quiet right now. <laughs> he's trying to stra- he's trying to strangle himself with a belt <laughs> yeah, with his I'm, dick I'm, in the other hand. It's got to be difficult I'm, to fucking I'm, talk in a mic like I'm, that. I'm playing the choking game, looking at my phone, <laughs> talking on the podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, with that, we will uh, we're gonna cut this one, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you later. Right. Glad to stay connected.